I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Whoa. Hey, fellas. Welcome to Fireside Friday. <laughs> I want people at home to, to get the image now and their heads moving forward of, you know, the Sandler and Timberlake characters on SNL. That's what we look, oh, that's see, what we look like. Going, that's what we look I, like. I thought you were going for like a Chaz Michael Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Laying by the fireplace. With my bearskin rug and my glass of bourbon. You can, look at, you can, you can use the uh, horse shampoo all you want, but don't even look at the vertically. Oh, <laughs> it actually feels like football weather outside, thank God, too. Finally. I was really annoyed at the week this week, doing that whole summer impersonation that it was trying you know, to do. I had a I had a pretty big realization today. I, I really felt like I was getting to be older because here i am i'm i'm like sick of the warm weather i'm just uh, cold. i'm sick of it but i think old people get sick of the cold weather that's why you see them always going down to florida and such yeah so you might just be a weird person i'm sorry to break that, that could, to you that could that could be it all right let's start with last night's game the bears they almost went a full 365 days without getting a win i was rooting for it but i knew pretty early on last night that that thing was going to go pretty south for the Washington Commanders. Um, but here's my takeoff takeaway from the game. Justin Fields looked tremendous. He has looked great in the past two weeks. Opponents, eh, Broncos and Commanders, not the best. But he's looked phenomenal. But if you're a Bears fan, aren't you kind of like, dude, we've seen this. We've seen the flashes. You've put up performances like this before. But we are ready for the consistency now. We want this more often than not. That's what the hope was this year, was you were going to put this thing together. Two straight games where he has, and unfortunately the team ended up losing one of the games that he staked them out to a very early lead against Denver with, but crushed the commanders on Thursday night football. You know, I'm sure there's some people in Bears Nation that are like, oh, that's you know what, at least we know Justin Fields doesn't stink. But like, I knew Justin Fields didn't stink, and I knew he could turn it up to a level that's like, wow, this dude's really good, but I need to see it now week in, week out, and I need to see the Bears get seven, eight wins, nine wins. It, it can't just be three, four wins with amazing Justin Fields performances sprinkled in for those wins and even a few of those losses. So, you know, it's great to get your win, and you don't have to worry about matching those imperfect Cleveland Browns. But I still just, if I'm a Bears fan, deep down, I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of saw this before. I, let me see it next week. Let me see it the week after. Let's, let's get to 500. Let's get close to a, a, the playoff conversation. Let's resurrect this season and, and go the other way. I'm tired of picking in the top 10. I don't want to have a top 10 pick. We're supposed to be moving forward now. 
So, I mean, again, I don't want to take anything away from a 40-20 to 20 victory on the road. But it's just, you know, as far as did we find anything about the Bears turning a corner? I, I don't know yet. I, I think we, we still need to see them stack these wins and stack these performances. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let's be honest, Tom, though. We're not going to see more than, what, three or four even more wins from the Bears out of this season? So I'm. Sh- this is just – I don't really get the team. I mean, you have a good quarterback. Look at DJ Moore. Had, what, three touchdowns, 230 yards last night? Yeah. You have a good team. Khalil Herbert, decent running back. You went out. You spent all that money on your, on your inside linebackers. For some reason that you just can't put it all together – they just need a little bit more through the draft. It, it appears. I mean, they finally got rid of Chase Claypool. I was just going to bring that up. That, <laughs> that's the big news coming out of you know one of those teams from last night is Chase Claypool traded to the Miami Dolphins. A couple late round picks, I think, also exchanged hands Swap, in that deal. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, is this now guy is this guy going to fail upwards though? I mean, is he going to you know now be a number four, or number five option in Miami and? Put his head on straight and help them, you know, with a lot of playoff success. I, I am failing to remember who the third receiver option is for the Dolphins. Is it I'm Braxton Berrios? I think you're right. So, is Claypool capable of, you know, maybe filling out that fourth or even third position? Maybe. It's Braxton Berrios, and then they also have Robbie Chosen, you know, the artist formerly known Robbie as... Robbie Anderson. Cho- well, first of all, the artist formerly known as Chosen Anderson, and then the artist formerly <laughs> formerly known as Robbie Anderson. <laughs> now he is Robbie Chosen. Um, Cedric Wilson from Dallas and Chase Claypool round out their depth pieces. So, you know what? They are pretty thin at the wide receiver room. Uh, I actually now don't blame them for maybe, you know, throwing the dart at the dartboard and seeing if they can get anything out of this guy. You know, bring him into a winning culture, a team that has playoff aspirations, and maybe he won't sleepwalk through games like he was for Chicago the first two weeks. Yeah, and all they did was swap. Yeah, I mean, it's no risk for them at all. No, I, I... I don't know how Chicago comes out of this. I don't know what his totals, Chase Claypool's totals were for Chicago, but I'm sure they were happy to just find a team that was willing to move back slightly because they needed a little bit of extra help in the wide receiver room. And now Chicago, after that DJ Moore performance last night, probably looking at themselves saying, yeah, I mean, who needs Chase Claypool if if, – if DJ Moore can rack up 200 yards on any given week, not to say it'll happen every week, but I'm, I mean, Chase Claypool, I, I think I saw someone say that DJ Moore had more yards last night than Chase Claypool had in his entire time with the Chicago Bears. Team. Well, I do have Chase Claypool's numbers right in front of me in his time in Chicago. It's funny that you ask for those. He had 18 catches for 191 yards and one touchdown in 10 games during his Bears tenure. And Chicago was 0-10 in those games. And last night, I am pretty sure my numbers were correct that D.J. Moore had eight catches for 230 and three tutties. So he tripled his touchdown output. (laughs) And he He went over well over his yardage. And did it in half the catches. Yeah, it was quite quite the experience, the Chase Claypool Bears Experiment. experiment. And... You know, it just – it does amaze me that he ends up in a team like Miami, though. You know what I mean? And that, you know, there now there's still that little glimmer of hope, I think, in the Chase Claypool career arc. And for all the oh, Ma- Mapletron sure. fans out there, 
I'm sure there's few and far between, but you know, that this is a little, this for sure is a life raft, a life raft that I didn't expect him to get. So, you know, take away all the jokes, all the, you know, it's so great to see him run his mouth and then leave this city and then fail epically in Chicago. As far as him as a person goes, like you really just kind of have a part of you that wants him to grab it and take it and run with it. Cause you know, you don't get many of these in the NFL and I think he is already getting a bonus one right here. So if he screws this one up, it's, it's looking bleak for the rest of his career. Yeah, if you mess up playing in Miami, where the team just scored 70 points two weeks ago. And they're really going to ask you to do very specific things, like nothing extreme as long as everybody stays healthy. And, Jacob, I'm just thinking of it right now. He was great on special teams in college at Notre Dame. You don't think that the Dolphins are going to try to put him out there on special teams. He better be willing to do that. If he thinks he's above doing that right now, he's he's not going to find himself a spot on any roster. I mean, I remember when the Steelers drafted him, a lot of people were saying, look at the, look at the special impact. teams guy. Yeah, yeah, he could have on special teams. And he proved, I mean, his rookie year, he scored, what, 11 touchdowns. His rookie year set the Steelers' rookie record for touchdown scored in the season. So he was quickly taken off of the special teams unit. But in Miami, when you have two great running backs, Raheem Mossard and uh, the kid, what's the kid's name? A chain, uh, a cane, a, a chainy, chain, I don't a know. A chain, a I like a chain. A chain sounds awesome. A chain's cool, and then you have two of the best receivers in the, in the league right now yes. between Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You can't expect to be the guy that gets the ball every down. And whenever you do, Tom, you talked about the character issues. If it's a key moment and and the game is close and you're given the football because maybe they're doing some decoy stuff, maybe putting all those weapons out there, but the ball goes to you to keep the defense on their heels. You can't be celebrating on a third and four when you have less than two minutes to go and no timeout. <laughs> you know, if, if you remember the Minnesota. How could I forget? How yeah, could I forget? That, that might have, despite having a great rookie year, right? Again, setting the Steelers rookie touchdown and a season and a single season record. That might've been the highlight or the low light, rather the moment that sticks with all of Steelers nation for forever that might be his greatest or biggest lasting impression on everyone in pittsburgh is that celebration after a third and two or a third and four all right let's turn the page and look at the sunday slate other than steelers ravens and we get another london game 9 30 a.m kickoff jags bills and i know that we Should like we, it, I, that's exactly what i'm gonna say i, I like i know we've already on this show started to highlight that Battle in Germany between the Dolphins and the Chiefs coming up down the road. But this is major implications as far as the AFC playoff picture is concerned in its own right. Huge. And if the Jags can get a nice upset victory in their home away from home, even though they're the away team and the Bills are the home team, <laughs> they're of the same record as the Buffalo Bills after having a very slow start to their season. Um, we are going to find out. Even if they lose, but if it's a competitive close game, was the Jaguar team that we saw last week against Atlanta in London more like the team that we all expected? It was more like the team we expected it to be, but is that the team they're going to be this year, in fact? Or are they going to kind of regress back to that Chiefs version where, you know, they just keep spinning their tires and they really should beat one of the big dogs, but they just can't push it over the finish line? Uh, Very interested to find that out. If they keep it close, if they upset the Bills, you know, Jags are right back on track. 
before we we get into the what could actually happen, just a hypothetical. If, if the Jags do win this game, how great would it be through five games? The Jaguars are zero and two would be zero and two in Jacksonville, but two and zero in London. <laughs> I would move there immediately, right? <laughs> you would have to. But, I mean, they're, I mean, let's be honest. The Jags are going to go to London eventually. But on the other side of it, Jacob, the Bills, if they just like they did to Miami last week, if they just kind of assert their dominance, win by two, three touchdowns, that team has been a Super Bowl darling for a couple of seasons now. Wow. And you just have to wonder if it, finally when kind of, you know, Sauron's eye turned away from the Bills a little bit, as far as that's concerned, is that when they're going to finally get over that hump and win the AFC? Yeah, I think for this game, it'll do more for the Jaguars I think in, in a national perspective, saying, oh, wow, you beat the Bills. That's actually a really impressive win. Rather, if the Bills win, unless they do, unless they kind of pull, like you said, a win like they did last week over Miami, where it's 48 to 21, just showing how dominant Josh Allen can be. I think if the Bills win in like a normal fashion, people will be saying, okay, good. You should have won that game. You're a better team than Jacksonville. But if Jacksonville can win, then you'd be saying, wow, Jacksonville might be able to kind of hang around these good teams. I mean, they barely lost Chiefs 15-9 earlier this season. They beat the Bills, granted, in London, but the Jaguars might be a team that can be competitive in the postseason. Now, as for the Bills, if they win, great. I mean, that's another step in the right direction. Uh, they already have the tiebreaker over Miami. They, if Miami would, were to also win this week, then they have the same record, but the Bills would obviously have the tiebreaker because of the mat- the head-to-head matchup. And plus, too, Tom, let's not forget, with teams that have put guys to open the season up on the on the short-term IR, guys like Vaughn Miller now have that 21-day window to rejoin the team. Right. So I don't, I don't know what Vaughn Miller's progress is. Well, I kind of like this some from that angle. Progress, some kind of progress has already begun. That Vaughn Miller angle, just quickly – they bring him in last year to be the closer. You're the finisher in the playoffs. You get the pressure on the Mahomeses, the Burrows. You help us get to you know where we haven't been able to, where we keep falling short. He misses the beginning of this season. Is he going to be fresher down the stretch now as opposed to last year, looks good early for Buffalo, kind of fades, then gets injured down the stretch? Just something to keep an eye on there. In the one o'clock window on before Sunday, we, before we move on, Tom, I like this. I like to compare that to another team in the AFC, a powerhouse that maybe rushed a guy back at the beginning. Of the Burrow, <clears throat> Joe Burrow, in this. Yeah, well, I, that's a whole different ball game, and we'll get to them in yeah. a second. But Texans Falcons in the one o'clock window. Houston is on the road, but they have a decent shot at going three and two. Um, I mean, C.J. Stroud has been as impressive of a rookie quarterback as we've seen in the league. Yeah, I mean the guy still hasn't turned the ball over. Let's he's, Put he's got six touchdowns. He set the record. He has the most pass attempts without a turnover as a rookie. I mean he's the king right now. Six touchdowns to zero interceptions, and he's thrown for. He's fourth in the league yards. in passing yardage. Fourth in the league. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, the guy is having a really great start to his rookie season, and fortunate for the Texans. When you come in last place, yeah, he you're gets... going to have a decently easy schedule. And they have a good break because the Souths in each conference are playing each other. So they have actually I'm, – I'm looking at it now. I did not realize this until this moment. Have to play all four NFC South teams in the next four weeks. At, in Atlanta, 
home against the Saints in Carolina and then home against the Bucks. So that's odd schedule. We could we could we could be looking at a six and two Texans team heading into the halfway point of the season. Yeah, they've quickly kind of emerged as that team that might go worse to first this year out of nowhere. That team that just has the ability to flip their season completely on a dime and it's funny, last year that came from the same division. Jacksonville went from <laughs> worst to first, so maybe it's just an AFC South thing. Panthers, Lions, blah. Lions should probably take care of them. But one quick thing on the Panthers. I mean, they're the last team standing 0-4. Oh, they're the only team without a win now, so pressure builds. You you don't want to start to trend towards that Cleveland Browns 0-16. Oh, was at that time, it'd be 0-17. Oh, now, oh, God, it'd be even worse. And, Tom, pressure builds specifically because not just of your record of potentially being a winless team and and the last team to get a win, but think about what they gave up to get that first overall pick to select Bryce Young. Yeah, they put they gave they get and 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 Jacob on top of that, what do we just say about the number two overall pick? You know what I mean? Like so it's not just you gave all this stuff up and you went and got your guy. Oh he didn't pan out, sorry. But the guy right behind him looks like he did. So what gives, right? That's what I'm asking of the fan base. You don't have a first round draft pick. In like, did you? Should you have traded all you that capital for C.J. Stroud? Was that the wrong? Did you? Did you have the wrong guy? You you don't have a first round draft pick next year. You don't have a second round draft pick the following year in 2025. I mean, yes, short term you're looking at oh crap, we got to get a win. But you're also looking at where is our team going long term? Because if Bryce Young was the wrong pick, and a lot of people were saying, I mean, Bryce Young was is how tall? Measured out to be like what five eleven? Probably five ten, five eleven. And they were two hundred pounds, but people were saying they were probably putting like an extra fifteen pounds in the scale for his favor. People were not so sure on Bryce Young. I mean, granted, people weren't sure on CJ Stroud either. But it looks like right now the Texans are, are the benefactor of the Carolina Panthers jumping the gun on Bryce Young. If Bryce Young is the bust that he potentially could be, I mean, you, you just can, don't even compare teams, compare guys. You're, Bryce Young is not having the season even close as good of a season to C.J. Shroud is right now in Houston. It could get very ugly for the Panthers, and it could get ugly fast just because of how much they were willing to give up to get that one that first overall pick for one year and it again it it harkens back to the argument of Colin Coward saying oh well the Seals should trade away TJ Watt and George Pickens and a couple of first round picks to get Caleb Williams this year <laughs> you never know as as confident as you are in a quarterback coming out of college you never know if it's really going to translate into the pros and to give up I mean Coward's hypothetical is ridiculous to give up TJ and Pickens and multiple first rounders, but to really put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, look at the Niners and Trey Lance, just a complete waste of their future. Luckily they got Brock Purdy and luckily they had enough capital to bring in Christian McCaffrey and sign Nick Bosa, but it didn't wreck their franchise. But let's be honest on historically, the Niners and the Panthers don't even come close. The Panthers are just a team that have been around for what? 30 so years have made two Super Bowls. And that's about it. I mean, they could really be looking down the, the barrel of the gun here pretty early on into the Bryce Young era. 
The bye weeks start this week. Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Buccaneers have their bye. Steelers will get a bye next week. So no Brownies game to report on. In the 4 o'clock window, your Bengals, I mean, they're not your Bengals, but uh, they're somebody's Bengals, <laughs> travel to the desert to take on a frisky Arizona Cardinals team. And, you know, that could go south for the Bengals, especially with the way they're playing, but they are three-point favorites in that game. And before you comment on the Bengals, Jacob, just, you know, we got to move on pretty quickly here. Chiefs-Vikings is your 425 window. I think that's going to be a good game just because the Vikings are desperate. And then, of course, Cowboys-Niners, your game of the week on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, Chiefs-Vikings should be high scoring. Yeah, like the Vikings seen... are going to play desperate enough where that's going to be a must-see game, even though they're 1-3. and three. We haven't seen the Chiefs put up a ton of points like we're like we're used to, but this might be the game where they're forced to just because of the Vikings putting up all the points on their end. I mean, last year, one of the games of the year, it wasn't a prestige matchup, but it was Vikings-Bills, the game that Justin Jefferson went off for. That was, a, I think, like 30-28 to 28 or 33-30 final score. So the Chiefs have to get back into a groove of scoring points there. And then the game of the week, the America's game of the week, it's only the game of the week just because um, uh, it's uh, the Cowboys playing. I mean, realistically, I mean, the, the Niners have had the Cowboys number for the past however many years, and this game is in San Fran. I don't really see this being as a close game at all. I'm sure Brock, not Brock Purdy, I'm sure Dak Prescott falls under pressure going up against the San Fran defense. I don't really see that game being that competitive. But, again, it's on national TV because the Cowboys. Our, well, I think it should be on national TV, too. I mean, Cowboys, be, that's a again, great, that's I, a great just, rivalry, Cowboys-Niners. It is. Don't get me wrong. But recently, even in the Brock Purdy era, it's not been a close. It's it hasn't been, been close, close, but they're still meeting in weighty matchups. It's just the Niners sure. keep I mean, beating them in the playoffs. For sure. I mean, you got a 4-0 team and a 3-1 team. I agree. All right. Designating our puke bowl for week five in the NFL, I, I'm going to go with the Jets and the Broncos. I, I know there's a little bit of intrigue with Zach Wilson. Does he play like he did against the uh, Chiefs on Sunday Night Football? And I know there's that Hackett, Sean Payton stuff. I mean, this was supposed to be amazing when Rodgers came into Denver mm -hmm. and have that Hackett, Payton, you know, resolution from the offseason comments. But now I just have no real interest at all. I'll be watching Chiefs-Vikings once all. the Steelers game ends, and that is a puke bowl if I've ever seen one. Yeah, it's great now that the league learned its lesson from last week. We actually got a good game in the 4 o'clock window. They weren't stacking all but three games in that 1 o'clock window. Uh, but I think it's a good pick. I'll throw out another one. Two one of three teams. One is pretty unexpected. The Bengals at Cardinals. This could be a very ugly game. Could be an game. ugly game, yeah. It really could be. Um, but I think people are – Josh Dobbs, I mean, we were just talking about CJ Shroud. Josh Dobbs also not hasn't bad. thrown an Josh interception. Josh Dobbs, not bad thrown, this year. Hasn't thrown an interception yet this year. Yeah, Cardinals are – like I said, the Cardinals are a frisky team. All right, time for our triple play. I went one and two last week, but my saving grace was that you also went one and two last oh. week, Jacob. So unfortunately, we operate on tee time or tee box rules on the golf course. Since we tied last week, we go to the week prior, and I was the winner the week prior. So I will make my first pick of the day, and I'm going to go with... Hmm, this is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. I'm going to be a little uncomfortable, and I'm going to take those Vikings plus three and a half against the Chiefs okay. at home. Okay, you like Kirk. I like, I like I the like Vikings it. plus three. Like I said, they're going to play like their season's on the line because it is. So I think they'll keep it close. For sure. For sure. I'm going to go with 
Unfortunately, the team that beat the Steelers last week, going Houston plus one and a half on the road against the Falcons. Just after watching that team play last week and watching Atlanta play in the early morning game, the London game against the Jags, I have no faith in that Falcons team. I have all the faith in CJ Shroud. I don't know why Houston's the underdog in this game. Because they're on the road, and I, I just I think, you so. know, you don't trust C.J. Stroud completely yet, but I don't think that that's a terrible pick whatsoever. I'm going to go with another home underdog for my next pick and a division matchup to boot. Ooh. I'm going to take the Colts getting two and a half points at home against mm. the Tennessee Titans. Titans had a big win against the Bengals last week, but they're 0-2. Is it, but is it a big win? We, we, yeah, don't we don't know what the Bengals yet. are like, yeah. but they're 0-2 on the road. Tannehill stinks. He's thrown four interceptions already this season. Uh, Colts just, you know, limit Derrick Henry. I think they'll get a win at home. So I'm taking the Colts and the points. I like it. I'm going to go Monday night here. I'm going Packers plus one on the road. I think Jordan Love, you know. Yeah, plus one's low, it seems, doesn't it? Raiders look like crap. Not necessarily the third coming of Favre and Rodgers and then to Love, but certainly having a decent season, uh, doing a good job of touchdowns and interceptions on the year. I don't know why the Raiders are favored in this game. Jimmy G is clearly not the solution for the Raiders. I'm going Packers on the road. And again, like you said, plus one. That's not hard for the Packers to cover. I'm going to go Packers plus one on the road for my second pick. All right. This is a team that hasn't really looked themselves yet this year. They're only giving four points on a West Coast trip to face the Rams. But I'm going to lay those four points. I think the Eagles are going to take care of business pretty handedly. Uh, on Sunday against the Rams in L.A. So give me the Eagles giving four to improve to 5-0 and oh and win by at least a touchdown. What happens, Tom, if the Rams win that game? All of a sudden, the Rams are as legit as they've ever been. Right. Well, I still think they might be legit if they lose the game. But, yeah, you're right. No, they'll be, they'll be in a whole other conversation, I think, a whole other level. All right. I've got two on my radar. Ooh, I don't know. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna do it. It's it's risky. I'm going Miami minus twelve. Twelve points. That's crazy. The Giants. I have no faith in the Giants whatsoever. Not saying that Chase Claypool is gonna contribute at all to this game, or he's gonna help that. <laughs> not yet, points, at least. No. No. Also, one more point on on Chase Claypool. Are you not at all worried about Chase Claypool living in Miami now? <laughs> yes, very I mean, good point. That's what I mean. He's like failing up. Putting the wrong guy in the wrong city. If they really want him to focus, they'd say, "Yeah, you can play for Miami, but you gotta live in Jacksonville while you're here, <laughs> or you gotta live in like West Palm Beach with all the retirees while you're here." All right, there's our triple play picks. Jacob is four and five on the year in the triple play. I am six and three. Hopefully we get some improvement this week as opposed to last week. Our Steelers picks now. We are one and two each on the season. And why we're one and two is because we didn't do a show before the Raiders week. Jacob was he's out in Vegas, you know. Didn't well, have we a were, chance to do it. Picked, we would have picked, picked the Steelers, Steelers though. Sure. So yeah, but we're one and two you as far can, as official picks. One, or two and two if you really want Okay, we're one and two though on official picks. And here's <laughs> my official pick, and you're not gonna like it. Classic game. Classic slugfest, gross, disgusting, what are we watching type of football. Ravens win 19 to 17. Yeah, I'm going to guess the Steelers lose this one as well, but I think it's going to. 
Tom, I mean, we project we projected twenty. I projected twenty eight points last week. You projected what twenty seven for this? Yep, exactly. Score. That's exactly right. I think even seventeen is asking for a lot. I'm gonna go Ravens in this one, twenty three to ten. Woo! That's pretty yeah, lopsided I, as far as Steelers Ravens goes. It is. It is. But I just don't. See, I mean, I'm done until I see a change. I'm done saying the Steelers can get. 23 or 27 or 28 points. I gotta, I gotta be realistic with it. Ravens 23, Steelers 10. All right, Steelers Ravens kickoff, Acrisure Stadium, 1 p.m. And we'll be back again next week to recap it all. And hopefully, the Steelers will be headed into their bye in first place in the AFC North. For Jacob, I'm Tom. Thanks as always for listening to us throughout the week, and we'll talk to you next week on the Steelers Standard. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.